Hello there, my lovely listeners. My name is Blair, and you're listening to Weirdcast, a podcast for witches like you and me. Okay, so this is going to be my first episode in a while. It's probably just going to be me rambling and updating you, the listener, about my craft and sort of just chatting. Uh, I'm going to admit that I've been feeling kind of discouraged about making this podcast for a few reasons that I honestly don't feel like getting into. I'm just going to, you know, just going to open the stack that I'm going to enjoy while I'm chatting because it's the middle of the gosh darn summer. That's not true. Midsummer passed a little while ago. But I mean, um, like it's a uh, mid-July, mid to late July, and it's real hot, and I'm recording in my bathroom. Um, and I'm going to eat this popsicle while I ramble about my craft. So I guess updates about like my witchcraft and, and my paganism and stuff like that. Where do I start? I guess a lot has happened, and I guess I don't really speak in depth about my personal craft. I guess I'm kind of vague about it, aren't I? That will not do. Anyway, so, uh, my altar has changed, like, a million times since the last podcast. Like, I change it all the time. It's always changing. Um, not sure why that is yet. Um, you know, for people who are new to paganism or witchcraft, an altar is typically a space where you will work your magic or uh, perform ritual. It's it's considered sacred space. You meditate there. You, you know, draw cards there. It's, um, you know, you praise your gods. Fairly important part of... I'm gonna say that it's a fairly important part of a spiritual practice. Um, that's you know, pagan. Um, you know, I, I don't think you, like, if you're just a witch, I don't necessarily think you need an altar. Um, because you can cast a circle anywhere, pretty much anywhere. I'm going to try that now. That's an experiment for later on. I'm going to cast a circle in a public bathroom. I'm going to see how that turns out. <laughs> you know, test my own words. Um, this has nothing to do with witchcraft. But I made these shorts that are, like, jean shorts out of, like, some old pants that never really fit me right. And I just cut them and then folded them. And I made these shorts and I'm happy with it. <laughs> They're nice. They're red. I don't, I'm not normally a red person. I dress like very goth, very black, and then sometimes white accents. Um, I think I've dyed my hair like between two and three different colors since the last podcast. I'm now on a uh, dark blue and indigo. And uh, I'm into it. I also discovered like hair clips that just like, not like bobby pins, but like clips. It's fantastic. Oh my goodness. Um, my father uh, is back in the country and we have a tumultuous relationship. You know, he works overseas and he lives overseas. Um, he's back in the good old uh, Canada visiting. That's nice, I guess. Um, you know, please let me know if you have similar experiences, but like, uh, my family members do not get my my spiritual beliefs. They don't get my religion. 
And I'd be fine with that sort of for the fact that they're always like ragging on me and I'm not about that life. You know, I get lots of comments, you know, about how, you know, I guess I'm an atheist. I guess Blair is just an atheist. Did I mention my name is Blair, guys? I normally do in the intro. Anyways, um, which would be fine if I was an atheist, but, you know, A, I'm not, and B, why don't these people, like, ask me, you know, and, and talk to me? And, um, I'll see about this. I, the only reason I don't correct anyone is because at this point in time, it's, it's, like, I don't like to be misrepresented, but I'm not at a, in a place where I can just confront, make this confrontation. So I know I'm going to have to do something about it, but, you know, not for now. <laughs> um, gosh, do you ever deal with people misrepresenting your beliefs? Like, I can handle it when it's a stranger telling me I'm going to hell, you know? Um... I guess I can handle it when family members tell me I'm going to hell too because they have before. I don't know what it is, but I just, I'm getting a headache thinking about explaining to these people what I believe because they just stress me out. It just stresses me out to think about it. You know, I am working on this thing where, you know, I try to move on and, and you know, get over things and just accept that sometimes things just perpetually suck like I don't know it's not that I think I'll never have a good relationship with any of my family members it's just a drink like not worth my energy at the moment to like agonize over it if that makes sense so I don't I don't worry about it you know I got this talking to from my uh, father um you know just got back in the country and you know had to speak with Blair about how disrespectful she is. And, you know, something you learn about me is, you know, I'm not, I'm not an angel. I know that I'm disrespectful. I, in fact, don't say things that I don't mean. <laughs> if I, if something I said was disrespectful, it's more likely than not, I definitely intended to be disrespectful, you know, and I like being recognized for that because I'm admittedly, you know, kind of passive-aggressive, so when someone recognizes the hard work I do <laughs> to be mean, I just really appreciate that. Um, but apparently that's not what he meant to say. That's not what he was speaking about at all. Um, apparently being myself is what was disrespectful, you know, the way I dress and the way I carry myself and why do you color your hair like that and stop wearing black lipstick and, you know, why do you have to dress like that? Um, that was what was disrespectful. Not my disrespect, which, you know, I'm okay with that if that means I get away with more, you know, shenanigans, but I don't know, God, like, I'm, I'm asking you, the listener, like, I should, weirdos? Should I, do you guys get that name? I don't know. You know, we'll think of a name when we have more listeners. But, um, anyways, yeah, does anyone deal with, like, misre people misrepresenting your beliefs, like, on a, on a personal level, like, your friends and family? Because I get that, like, you know, anonymous Christian on the internet thinks that we worship the devil and, you know, our symbol is one of Satan, you know, pentagram or whatever. Pentagram makes a lot of different things, um, specifically in neo-paganism, and, you know, it's, most of the time, it's not the devil, you know, there's the Baphomet, but the Baphomet is not a Wiccan symbol, and 
all that good stuff, you know, symbolism is really, you know, it's, it's interesting. Let me take a sip of my uh, popsicle. It's melting here. It's like strawberry mango. Strawberry mango popsicle. Right, so we have misrepresenting beliefs. You know, a close friend of mine, she um, is having her own, you know, spirit, she's beginning her own spiritual journey, and I'm really happy for her. Um, you know, she's going through her own trials and tribulations. I'll probably have her on the show at one point in time. Okay, moving on. I, I got, um, like a portable altar because I felt like I was, you know, you go to the park and you set up a mini altar, you have a little meditation and then, you know, just like to do ritual in places that aren't within the relative safety of my bedroom. I felt like that would be worth investing in. I went to the thrift store and I paid like five bucks for this like wooden box that was like hand painted with like these really pretty like images and it mostly stores everything I, I would need a portable altar to store. Some crystals, uh, a few spell bottles and slash empty jars. Um, my wand doesn't quite fit but I think I'm gonna cut down my wand and make it a little smaller. You know some tea lights, a lighter, incense, yeah an incense holder. Like, bare minimum of stuff I would need for an altar, just because I don't want to try. Like, I'm okay with it. I don't need all the stuff that's on my altar. Not that there's really a lot at this point in time. I don't have the space for a giant altar. And I'm kind of okay with that. Um, I'm still exploring Hellenic polytheism, which I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that was something I was interested in. But it is, it's interesting. Um, Hellenic polytheism is, uh, let me make sure I got the right words. Let me, uh, my memory, hmm. Hellenic polytheism is a sort of revivalist um, religion. It's, def it's definitely a religion. It's not just like spirituality or, you know, it's a religion. It's um, taking what we know of um, the religious practices of, um, the ancient Hellens and taking that and making that a religion again. Um, and then there are like um, Reconstructionist Hel Hellenic polytheists and there are other names for this but I can't remember them off the top of my head for some reason. Anyways, so there are Reconstructionists who um, want to like uh, recreate word for word that we have. Like we don't have everything, we know that for sure. You know, the thing we are most certain of is that we don't have enough to be completely certain, <laughs> um, is what I think. So there's um, recreating it word for word for what we know, and then there's sort of reviving it for a modern practice, um, you know, and it's, it's, I, I love it. Um, I... And then there are, you know, there's the Twelve Olympians, and then other Theoi, if I'm saying that right, that's, that essentially means, like, god, and goddesses, like, the, the deities, the Theoi. Aha, uh -huh. I've been teaching myself Greek. Um, don't ask me to speak any Greek, because I'm not that far along yet. 
it's really fun coming up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm snuffling. It's really fun coming up with like, um, sort of a, a language curriculum from scratch because, um, I, I took French classes like very early on in my education. So I've been speaking French since I was a kid. So I really don't remember how you start. <laughs> um, like, Especially since French uses more or less the same alphabet uh, as English with a lot of similar sounds or sounds that weren't that hard to wrap my head around. Or maybe it's because I learned them when I was young. I don't know. What else? I got a new deck of cards, a new tarot deck called The Good Tarot, which the name is annoying. The book was annoying. It was really annoying. But the cards are beautiful and I seem to connect with them better than I expected to, um, even though it totally threw me off because if you look at pictures of the good tarot, they feel so not Rider Waite Smith. And I read cards very Rider Waite Smith, but I've never read cards with a Rider Waite Smith deck in my life. Like, I've had a clone, and then that was it. After that, Every deck after the first one I got, which was like, um, it was similar, but it was not, it was supposed to be like, um, like someone, it wasn't like, uh, someone trying to modernize Rider Waite, but it basically, they took Rider Waite and, uh, sort of, they changed the art style, they changed the look and feel, like, the bay, the bare minimum of likeness, or symbolism, you know what I mean? It was, for me, it was the bare minimum, um, even though it was similar enough. So that when I was learning tarot and I was being taught in the Rider Waite Smith tradition and I was using cards and they were close enough that I felt really comfortable with that. And then the deck after after that Shadowscapes tarot felt like another departure from Rider Waite. And then um the um what is it, Raven's Claw tarot? Raven something or other. Um whatever. It was it um oh man, I can't remember right now, but it's it was um way 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 big departure and I was really worried every time I get a deck it's never Rider Waite inspired and I'm always really worried I won't be able to read with it even though I completely forget the last deck I purchased was so not Rider Waite so why am I worrying you know what I mean do you guys have that um I know there are like other traditions there's like Marseille decks and um other infamous deck or well famous decks and um well-known decks and traditions to reading them. Marseille is scary because I'm pretty sure that's the one with um the super like abstract uh pip cards. Um you know I plan on learning that eventually but you know not yet and not for a little while. <laughs> um I've been listening to a lot of Florence and the Machine music because you know you'd think that would have nothing to do with witchcraft or paganism but her music really inspires like witchiness and, and paganism and, and witchcraft in me so I've been adding that to my witchy playlists so I've been scouring the internet for witchy playlists um what else I feel like had I started my new book of shadows from the last podcast no but I did start a new one again I feel like um <clears throat> I should really I'll either post an old episode of book of shadows that I did or I'll make a new one either way Book of Shadows. Ah, oh, God. I have, um, a few posts about Books of Shadows <laughs> on my, um, 
Amino. Do you guys use Amino? Use Amino. It's great. There's, um, I'm part of the Witches and, and Pagans Amino and the Witches Circle Amino, but I use the Witches and Pagans more for some reason. There's also a Hellenic Polytheist Amino if you're interested. I, I like Hellenic Polytheism. Um, there's like, um, there's veiling and you can veil if you want to or, you know, you kind of, you don't have to. Um, uh, I just like in case you're in a closet and you're curious, I don't veil all the time just when I'm doing like a ritual, you know, or a sacrifice with the gods or whatever. And I just use a bandana. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pop in. Right. Um, spells. Okay, so. Let's talk about spells. I don't do spells a lot. I do rituals more than I do spells. And I don't do spells a lot or rituals. Because I, if I'm doing a spell, I want to be able to invest a lot into it, a lot of my time and energy. And I'm not always feeling up to it. But I did a few spells uh, a few nights ago. And I, I don't really feel comfortable talking about one of them just because I feel weird about sharing spells I did for myself. It sort of feels like, you know, like wish like if you tell someone what you wished for you're never gonna get it which I don't necessarily believe but it's just uncomfortable like it says oh I feel like the types of spells you do say a lot about you and I just you know it's embarrassing the things that I think the spells I cast say about me but I did cast a protection spell like in a in the form of a spell bottle for a friend of mine uh and it's one that I'm fairly proud of uh it went really well Apparently, I have like these Sharpies that I never use, but they're really good for writing on glass bottles. So that was a success. But, but I, I, the only reason I had waited so long to do that spell specifically was because this friend of mine had said that she was uncomfortable with the idea of like witchcraft and spellcraft. Not because she was uncomfortable about it um, for a few reasons, mostly because she didn't understand exactly what that meant. So I was like, I'm not going to do this if unless you're completely comfortable with it. And, you know, sometime later, I finally spoke about it and I explained to her what that meant. Um, just because people ask me that, like, Blair, what is a spell? What is, like, pagan witchcraft and, and Wiccan magic? You know, what are those things? So, this is my explanation. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say this here. This is my explanation for what a spell is and what magic is. So, for me, magic and spellcraft is all based around the idea that everything in the universe is made out of energy, um, and everything is vibrating. Everything from, you know, the towels under my feet to, you know, this pair of scissors to my right hand side to, you know, the bottles of like conditioner in front of me because I'm recording in my bathroom, right? Everything has an energy. You know, living things tend to vibrate faster because, you know, we're living things, you know, that's, and that's, um, I can't remember, I can't cite where this idea comes from right now. But anyways, for me, that's what magic is based around. So, Magic is just taking the energy around you and using it to influence a favorable outcome, right? 
some of the most, from in my opinion, some of the most powerful energy is your words and your thoughts. So, you know, if you wake up every day and you say, oh my god, my child, they misbehave, I got such a bad kid, they have no behavior, you know, your kid is going to act out more, you know? Especially if you say that to them. Like, that's terrible. Don't say that to your kids if you have any. You know, and if you wake up every day and you say, oh my god, I hate this particular thing, you know, it's going to end up being more of a problem for you than it needs to be, right? You know, some people don't. I think that's the law of attraction. Well, the law of attraction is more like attracts like. So I guess that's the law of attraction. Some people think that's complete um, BS. Um, which is cool. For me, it makes sense, though. Um, right, so magic, you know, is just using the energy around you to influence a favorable outcome, whether it's in luck or love or money or uh, employment. Um, okay, what else did I want to talk about? I saw this um, YouTube questionnaire thing that was like for pagans and I didn't save it so I could just pull it up and speak to you about it now but I'll I'll give you a rundown of what I thought of it just I read through all the questions and I thought long and hard about them but I really didn't think they were good questions <laughs> um one of the questions that I remember the most vividly so I'm not misquoting is it was um how do you feel about um, the fact that your religion is based off of your own desires, right? And this was a question specifically aimed at Wiccans, but I thought it was interesting to contemplate as someone who, you know, used to be Wiccan, still incorporates a lot of Wiccan practices, um, has studied Wicca, you know. I thought, I thought the questions weren't good. I'm going to say that straight up so you know where I'm coming from. I thought they weren't good because... In my opinion, they sort of focused on the wrong things. Like, it's not that they were, the questions were invalid. I don't think most questions are invalid. I just didn't think they were very good questions. You know, what do you, mostly because I don't, I'm not sure what someone would mean by like, oh, you're just, your religion is based on your own desires. What does that mean for you? You know, if your religion isn't based on your own desires, and it's based on things you don't want, what's the point in that? Should religion be something that you don't enjoy? Should it be something that's painful for you? Um, and you know, I just, I'm not quite sure I think that's a very good question. I just, you know, as far as what my answer would be to a question like that, um, I feel fine. Like, just like if I was any other religion, if I was Muslim, it would be because I would want to be Muslim and therefore my religion is, you know, based off of my desires, right? Um, you know, people make their religion, if it's like um, mainstream organized religion, they make it their own however, in, you know, many different ways and it doesn't need to be paganism or witchcraft or Wicca for it to be personalized, right? Um, Another one of the questions was, um, this one I remember vividly, but it's not the most interesting for me. See, the questions, in my opinion, they were not good because they didn't really 
ask interesting questions. Like, they're very much a question that, um, didn't, you know, they were questions that wanted really objective answers, and religion isn't objective, like, on a whole. Like, it's very much influenced by where you live, and, um, your privilege, and your gender, and your race, and, you know, your income, and the country you live in. Everything from the country you live in to the school you went to influences your religion. Like, I've gone to a Catholic school for a lot of my life, and how I experience religion is heavily influenced by that. You know, more than I'd like to admit, actually. <laughs> you know, even though admittedly the things I like most about um, Roman Catholicism are the things that remind me of paganism. <laughs> the fancy robes that the priest wears, and how they like hold their hands up just to sew, and then the wine and the bread, they say the magic words, you know. No, <laughs> I, maybe I'm offending some Roman Catholics out there. I'm kind of sorry, but it was just, that's what I most enjoyed about um, Catholicism, which, you know, I still go to a Catholic school, so what I still enjoy about it, pretty much, you know. Um, okay, what else? should I talk about in my faith slash paganism and witchcraft and everything? Um, I still haven't gotten, um, back into meditation the way I would like to, but I'm going through, um, what's the book called? The Chakra, Chakra Bible, which I like, um, and had purchased a while ago and, like, completely like dug in but it's been a while now and I want to refresh my understanding of chakras and meditation and and that sort of energy I'm into it I'm into it um what else I guess that's sort of a good update right um spellcraft um yeah that, that was an okay update that was okay um I guess I'm going to end the episode here, listeners. If you want to get into contact with me, I'm on Tumblr as franklyuncanny.tumblr.com. Um, um, I'm on Instagram as thatblairwitch. I'm on Amino. Join Amino if you haven't joined Amino yet. It's really awesome. Um, I'm on Amino as... I'm on the Pagans and Witches Amino. Yeah, that's great. I don't really think you can look people up there, but it's cool. It's fine. Join it. It's great. Um, what else do I need to plug? Don't forget to subscribe, leave a re review and a rating on iTunes, and I'll totally give you a shout out on the on air. Um, feel free to send in emails if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for the show. Um, that's everything. Have a great whenever you're listening to this. Bye.